You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania Podcast. I am your host, Rob Goodin. I'm joined, as always, by Garth. How are you, my friend? Good, yeah, good. Looking forward to chatting Impact yes, tonight. Yes, just Impact tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But join us on Thursday, where we will be reviewing Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. I'm halfway through the show, as is Garth. So far, so good. But we'll save that for our actual review. Join us tomorrow as well because Chris's uh, destruction reviews will be up tomorrow. But today, as Garth has already said, we're talking impact. The road to Bound for Glory is most definitely on its final turn. And impact seems to be cementing a lot of matches for this card. So far, Garth, what are you thinking of this card? I think it's looking really good. I think that... uh... The way the even the people who aren't sort of in the matches, they're still getting stuff through in the show. Yeah, and it's nothing seems to be too drawn out. Nothing seems to be too complicated. It's just quite simple, but quite sort of intriguing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we had one championship match confirmed for Bound for Glory on this episode of Impact. We already knew that Johnny Impact will be taking on Austin Aries. We already knew that Brian Cage, Pentagon and Phoenix will be taking on the Christs and Sammy Callahan. And of course, we already knew that LAX will be taking on the OGs and King. It looks a good card. I'm excited about this card. This episode of Impact, uh, the second from their tapings in Mexico, the inaugural Impact tapings from Mexico. Overall, a far better show than last week, Garth. Yeah, much better, yeah. um, The crowd seemed to be much more into it as well. They did. Um, The show seemed to flow better. Yeah. And just, I think they... There was five matches on this card. Yeah, they they definitely gave them more. Yeah, they gave them more. There wasn't as much background bullshit or backstage bullshit as I like to call it um, which is good if they let the wrestlers wrestle and just give them time to do I mean the main event that went nearly 17 minutes so you know of an hour and 31 minute show which is what it is on the Global Wrestling Network giving you know almost 20 minutes to your main event is a good start and yeah. it was a good main event it was a good main event mm-hmm. but we'll start with the opening match which saw the knockouts champion and just all-round absolute rock star Tessa Blanchard taking on Fabi Apache. Now, I knew very, very little, if anything, about Fabi Apache before the Impact tapings. Yeah, um, Not, nothing. And I mean, she had that match last week. Uh, the sort of they, they kept sort of saying that she's a legend, she's a legend. So it sort of makes sense to have her in there with Tessa. Yeah, she pretty much demolished, was it Elisa, Elisa Edwards last week? Yeah. She pretty much destroyed her. Um, this was sort of based on um, Tessa Blanchard walking into the locker room and basically being disrespectful. Fabi Apache stood up to her. Tessa Blanchard was, again, very disrespectful, and this set up a title match 
to open this show. Um, a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, shorter started than off, I thought. Just it just started just straight out of the blocks. It did, and Fabio Pacci, as you know, you would expect as you know the AAA Reina, the Reina's champion. Um, she came out of the blocks. She was on top for quite a lot of this match, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Pretty um, stiff as well. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, the clotheslines, the belly to back suplexes that um, Tessa managed to hit were also very stiff. Um, Hair slam. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good hard hitting match. Um, the sit out implant buster, good grief, because it, it was almost a pile driver, and then she just dropped Tessa on her yeah, front, like a, sort, like a sort of modified Styles Clash sort of thing. Yeah, it was it was awful. Anyway, that got two. Um, Tessa then. Attempts or well hits uh, a top rope code breaker, um, which and... seems to be the move that everybody uses nowadays. Yeah, Bushi has been using it, calling it the MX for God knows how long. But now that I don't know, can we can we say because of Jericho? I don't think it's because of Jericho. I think it's just because it looks cool. Yeah. Um, but two knockouts of the same division are using it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tassa goes for a top rope. Top rope uh, code breaker that only gets her two. The the end of this match, it was a very very quick finish. Yeah. Basically, Apache goes for Tessa. Tessa hits her with the buzzsaw DDT for the win. It sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, as if they've been told sort of times up. Yeah, almost. It was. It seemed a very rushed ending because the match had been building very nicely. They'd built Fabi Apache because, let's face it, she was never winning this match. It was always going to be no, Tessa. No. But... It was just sort of more. It was more sort of validation towards the fact that Tessa's the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And when I was watching this, I, I, it's the first time I'd really noticed it and looked at it. But absolutely love that knockout championship belt. Looks a lot better than it has done. I think all really, the belts look better. It's just a really nice sort of smart belt. Just a bit different because it's all sort of in different sort of parts. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I'm just, it's just that one match, the way she held it up for ages in the camera, it looked really cool. I just think it's because it's around Tessa Blanchard's waist, to be perfectly honest. That's true. <laughs> the person makes the championship after all. Um, yeah. But anyway, Tessa Blanchard wins with that. This entire thing, obviously, I think was a vehicle for the next bit. Um, Tessa Blanchard gets a microphone, puts herself over as the diamond of the knockouts division, says she's beaten everyone. There's no one left to challenge her when Taya Valkyrie appears on the screen. Speaking Spanish, she's obviously got a long history in Mexico, so she got a relatively big pop when she came on Mm -hmm. the screen. Um, she said that she's got all the respect in the world for Tessa, but can she really call herself the best when she hasn't beaten her? And, mm-hmm. you know, again, she respects Tessa, even if everyone thinks she's a bitch. Oh, no, like she that. didn't. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was it was a nice bit. I enjoyed it. Ty Valkyrie's obviously been away from Impact for a bit, seems to be coming back. I'm up for this match. I think it's going to be an excellent match. I like how it's... It's seemingly came out of nowhere and it's just bang straight into the Bound for Glory match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it seemed to be a, a. Yeah, no build up at all. But then again, Tessa is right. She has beaten. I mean, you're looking at the top knockouts at the moment. She's beaten Ali, she's beaten Sue Young. I mean, Alicia Edwards, she's beaten as well. Yeah. Kira Hogan, can you call Kira Hogan a challenger yet? Probably not. 
who else have you got really apart from Scarlet Bordeaux? Mm, no one exactly else in the yeah. building. No. Um, and obviously Rosemary's out with an injury, so you know this makes sense for me. Um, yeah, definitely. So Eddie then goes. Eddie Edwards is then backstage with Alicia Edwards, who we've just been talking about. Um, she wants nothing to do with him. Johnny Impact arrives, says, <laughs> "You know, I'm your friend. We're going to do this tonight." Um, they've named the kendo stick Kenny. <laughs> he is now apparently a person. Uh, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed this little interchange, to be perfectly honest. I find Johnny yeah. Impact extremely charismatic. I love Crazy Eddie. Um, I'm sure eventually him and Alicia will um, reconcile. Patch things up. Yeah, I'm sure it, I'm sure it won't take long. Um, we then get OVE promo. Um, sort Before of a... that, we'll get Don Callis with his hat. Yes, Don Callis <laughs> being unable God. to put on a Bound for Glory cap. Um, I love the fact that Josh Matthews just straight away. So you do realize you can put those underneath the headphones, right? So Don Carlos just makes it worse, puts it on backwards. It looks terrible. He's so good. He looked he looked so much like a dad going through a midlife crisis. Totally. And it was just fantastic. Um, we got shilled a load of stuff about how we could get free Bound for Glory hats. Um, which we can't because I've checked. Which we can't, apparently. <laughs> why Why can we not get them? Is it because we're in Britain? Don't, they don't sell to the UK, yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, I mean, let's face it, we'd only buy baseball caps and wear them like Don Callis. Yeah. I mean, that's that's only the that's the only acceptable way to wear a Bound for Glory baseball cap. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was followed by the stalwart of, of Impact Tapings at the moment, the OVE promo which yeah. I, again, really, really enjoyed. I enjoyed this for a different reason. Um, Sammy sort of goes into the fact that the entire reason Bound for Glory is sold out is because of him, the draw, and Jake Christ is just copying off him the entire time, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. But what makes me laugh even more is not the fact that Jake's copying, it's the fact that Dave is just looking at him going, what, what? are you doing? And then he turns <laughs> to the camera at one point and goes, is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> Um, there's a couple of times that Sammy has to stop because Jake is like mimicking him, wanting to be obviously Sammy Callahan, and he <laughs> says, "I have got an opportunity. I could take it myself, but because we're family, I'm giving it to one of you guys." And he turns to Jake and says, "I've got you a match tonight." Jake is pumped. Yes, I want this match. He says, "No disrespect, Dave." He says, "You've got a match, Jake, against Brian Cage," and Jake <laughs> shits himself. His face is so good, though. It's brilliant. It's I love it. And uh, he, Sammy Callahan, does this job of building him up, building him up, saying, "You come on, you can do this. You can do this." And eventually, Jake is like, "I'm going to beat the monster." <laughs> and uh, obviously, he doesn't. Spoilers, but um, yeah, this is all setting up a match for uh, later on in the show. Yeah. We then get Eli Drake walking around Mexico City. Um, quite funny. It was quite funny. Just. Randomly walking around to people asking if they were going to come to watch him next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eli Drake. Um, he does say he's part Mexican. Uh, yeah, how, how much of that is true, I don't know. Um, but he does issue an open challenge to a luchador. So who will who will answer that? I really, really want it to be Pentagon. I'm guessing it's going to be one of the major Mexican. I imagine so. I imagine it will be someone along the lines of the three that opened the show last week. Yeah. Um, it would be nice for it to be a big name. 
Uh, whether it is or not, I don't know, but it would be nice for it to be a big name. Yeah. Um, we then get to the aforementioned match between the X Division champion Brian Cage and Jake Christ. Goth, what did you text me after you'd watched this match? Um, that every time I see him, I'm more and more impressed by um, Brian Cage. He is very, very good. I it's think like we were what? extremely naive to sort of bin him off after Slammiversary. Yeah. But, it's, go on. I think it was more It was more his character, because I'd seen him in um, Lucha Underground as this big monster heel. Yeah. And he was playing completely the opposite. And I don't think he'd fully sort of, he was all in on the character at that, that like Slammiversary. Yeah. But now he's totally come into it. And it's like Don Callis said, he's just, he's a freak. An absolute freak. I think that is probably the best way to describe him. I mean, running through some of these spots, I mean, Jake Chris does a fantastic job of selling for Cage and actually gets in quite a lot of offense, especially at the start. Um, I like how um, he he sort of works the kicks. He works his arm quite a lot. Yeah, he Um, does. and, And Cage sells it as well. He does. Obviously, as Garth just said, Jake sort of targets the arm. And that leads into Chris attempting a Rana, um, which is blocked by Cage. So Jake sort of adapts it into sort of an arm lock, which Cage then counters into a single-armed powerbomb, which just looked <laughs> very, very painful to take. Um, we it's then like, had a 619 from the man. <laughs> That's the thing that just I can't believe he does. <laughs> Yeah, and he does it so gracefully for a man yeah. who is more muscle than anything else in that man. Let's be perfectly honest. And he's very, very graceful. Yeah. Um, I mean, he hit... Don't forget, he hit a tope suicide over the top rope, <laughs> corkscrewing. That's just... That's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. He hits an, a, like a really sweet sort of flying elbow as well. He does. He does. Where he sort of almost overshoots <laughs> but he does the sort of Shawn Michaels sort of elbow. Yeah. Um. Just to yeah he does and then he twists doesn't he to like sort mm-hmm. of go oh shit I've over... No I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> um, really good. But to sort of sell how strong Cage is Jake Crest hits a super cutter and Brian Cage kicks out a one. <laughs> which Jay Christ at this point is, he's turning to Sammy Callahan and going, what the fuck do I do now? I don't have anything else. He's kicking out of it. So Sammy Callahan does that whole, you know, pep talk to him, built him up, built him up. Jake Chris gets, oh yeah, I'm ready. Turns around into a drill claw and that's the end. Um, which I liked. I liked. It was a good match. It yeah. made Brian Cage look fucking amazing. Yeah, Jake totally. Chris sold like an absolute motherfucker, which was amazing. Um, and and added, the character work from Jake Chris is always fantastic. That's like a, a quite a good dynamic. And it's what I was thinking during the match. What Don Callis mentioned, he said, was this all just set up by Callahan as like a, to sort of weaken Brian Cage or to get a sort of look at him? Yeah. And was, was Jake the, the sacrificial lamb? Well, that was sort of carried on in the post-match stuff where... Obviously, as soon as that bell rings, Dave, Chris, Sammy Callahan are in there attacking yeah. 
um, Brian Cage stamping on him, basically not letting him get up. The lights go down, lights come back up. Dave Christ is missing, but the hat is in the ring. I love that. <laughs> we cut to the screen where Phoenix and Pentagon have abducted him, have turned <laughs> him to a steel chair, and are beating the piss out of him with kendo sticks. This was brilliant up until you cut to Sammy's face and he goes, Dave! <laughs> Just to the heavens, which was the most overly dramatic thing I've ever seen. That's and then so him and Jake walk to like um, the staging area and Sammy Callahan turns to the crowd and goes, where's Dave? <laughs> which is just... <laughs> It's it's a nice step though. It's a nice logical step. I like it. Um, then then um, Brian Cage dives on them. <laughs> yes, Brian Cage destroys them with a double clothesline. Um, we then get what me and you have described as the funniest part of the show. <laughs> um, basically, we have new interviewer. It's not Alicia and Moose, Killer Cross, and Austin Aries are there having an interview. And Moose and Killer Cross steal this for me. Yeah, um, it's just where um, it opens. The first thing that comes out of Aries' mouth is, what, he's still here? <laughs> <laughs> well, they gave very two very different promos. Yeah. Uh, Moose's was very sleazy, you know, very <laughs> much, you know, no matter what happens, I'm still going to be Moose. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, then he starts hitting on the interviewer, which is very, very it's cringy, really, but it, it worked. Really it creepy. was fantastic. And then Killer Cross just delivers the most intense, scary promo. He stares at the camera, unblinking, and just without really raising his voice, delivers this Jake the Snake Roberts. I'm just going to say it was Jake Roberts all over. It was. It is terrifying promo. It's brilliant. Which he I think then that's ended. The best promo. Yeah, by far. He then said, I'm going to make Johnny Impact, Johnny Neck Brace. And I was like, oh, that's a bit of a cheesy way to end it until Austin Aries re- rescued it by saying to the interviewer afterwards, oh, yeah, that's it, you're done. And then he just walks off and goes, ha, neck brace. Which <laughs> was just, it rescued that bit for me. It really did. But and ultimately... Moose standing there in like this gold, oh, it was like a red sort of Oh, he dresses like shirt. such a douche now. But it just works. I was saying to you before we came on air that I'd never seen Moose as a heel before. I'd always seen him as like Mr. Impact, you know, that baby face. Mm -hmm. And I never want to see him go back to that now. No. I think he's just too good. 